2: My first event uh, was a wedding after not being a DJ, literally thrown to the fire just to just do the right thing for these people and for, you know, my brother's, you know, reputation. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty to this day, probably one of the most stressful days, you know, of, of my life. Like now at that time, at the age, I thought of myself as a kid, but, you know, I was a, a younger you know, adult, like I understood what needed to be done. Um, so I just did what I could do. And and that was it, man. So that was like the roots of DJ Rachel, but wow. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, I, <laughs> I didn't want to be a DJ, but here we are.
0: What's going on DJ family, DJ Reese here. Every Monday at 9am I'm dropping a new podcast episode where I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you want to hear these stories, level up in your DJing. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips, you want to hear the inspiration from the DJs who started out new that are taking their DJing game to the next level, well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. Every Monday, 9 a.m., new stories, new episodes from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now, hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes. DJ family, DJ community. Welcome to another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast. This is a podcast highlighting dope DJs who are out there creating vibes everywhere they go. And today we have a special guest. She goes by the name of DJ Rachel Lynch. How's everything going?
2: Hey, man. Honored to be here. So nice to meet you. I'm just, I'm awesome. Just coming off of uh, wedding season, so enjoying a, a little break. So glad we were able to connect and and do this.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, thank you. No, I appreciate you. And I see you out there killing it online, just man, just doing amazing things. I I, I watch you every day. Like literally, I I'm watching what you're doing. I'm loving it. I mean, you're doing it all.
2: Thank you, man. Uh working hard behind the scenes. This is definitely team no sleep right here. <laughs> and oh, am in my car because I have to run somewhere after we do this. Like I'm just I'm always on the move. So
0: Yes, on the go, on the move. So talk to me about your DJ journey. How did it start? I mean, tell me about your musical influences. How did you get involved in the DJ industry?
2: Dude, it's a wild story. It is. It's wild. I am probably one of the most unconventional. Um, I have one of the most unconventional startups out of anybody. So
0: I'm we're check here this for out. the story. We're here for it. <laughs>
2: so I've been doing this about uh, 18 years now, but I'm going to say as a legitimate business, about 10, you know, like before I just kind of, you know, dabbling here and there, but about 10 years, I've been doing kind of what you see on the day-to-day online and stuff like that. So, um, back in, God, it's probably almost 15, 20 years ago. Um, my brother, who's a DJ, um, What's one morning name, by the name, so it was just DJ Bry. his okay. name is Brian. Um he has a family now. He's kind of moved on to other things. So little sister has kind of fallen into the footsteps. But like I said, this nice. is this is a wild story. So I actually never wanted to be a DJ, believe it or not. It Mm -hmm. was never written in the cards. It's never something I aspired to be. But obviously being around my brother who did it, you know, it was kind of his first, um, you know, job, so to speak. He worked for a multi-op. So he just would pick up events here and there. And of course, me being around him, you know, little sister wanting to, you know, dig in his Fire City collection, right? And, um, you know, just play with things. You know, I kind of picked up little things here and there, but it was never you know, the vision of mine. So anyway, uh, one morning we hear a really loud crash in our upstairs um, of our house. And my family and I run upstairs and we find my brother uh, unconscious on the floor and he had fallen into his closet doors, which is what the loud crash we heard was. We obviously had no idea what was going on. So just to kind of quell everybody's anxiety, he lived. Um, We found out he was an undiagnosed type one diabetic, Um, but we never suspected it because he was like 20, 22 years old at the time, you know, so it was just kind of weird. So any which way, we obviously call for ambulatory services. Uh, He's whisked off to the ICU because at the time we had no idea if he was dead or alive. Like we didn't realize it was a diabetic coma. Um, But he was actually getting ready for a wedding that day. Now I was only, I don't know, 15 or 16 at the time, I I even had my learner's permit like I wasn't even even uh, legally able to drive, you know, at the time. And we're also talking about a time where Again, CD collections, these big, bulky case logic cases, and you had, you know, yep. the catalog with the binder to flip through to tell you yep. what was on what CD. You know, it wasn't like, you Absolutely. know, beat source. You just type it in and boom, there you got it, you know. Um, and he also had a really heavy passive Bose uh, system, so things no. weren't even powered. So the amps, like, weighed more than I did, you know, at the time. It just, it wasn't as easy as we got it today. No, yeah. Um, so any which way, um, I kind of looked at my dad and I said, dad, you know, he's supposed to be at a wedding. These people have no idea what's going on. And this is actually during a time where even like text messaging was a little cumbersome. Like we had texting then, but it was like, I don't know, 10 cents a text. And it, it wasn't what we know now. So yeah. it wasn't really easy to, to get a hold of people. We I had MapQuest directions, like it was no, before, you know, Google Maps and stuff. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, we're old school. We're, we're taking it back here. <laughs> So I said to my dad, I was like, look, let's finish packing the car. Um, let's go to these people's houses and at least tell them what's going on. Right. They at least deserve to know what happened to my brother. You know, even just out of respect for, you know, his name, that he wouldn't just take their money and and flake out. Like, I at least understood the, the gravity of that. Um, so we took the MapQuest directions. My dad uh, helped me finish packing up the car. We um, you know, drive to the the spot, and we see everybody there, and they're like, "Who is this little girl? And who is this like weird old man? <laughs> like, like who are it's these?
0: Not people? our DJ. It's not this is hate. this
2: this is not our DJ, dude. Where's my car? You know, like they had no idea what was going on. So. Uh, My father and I explained to them, you know, what had happened and that we really didn't have a lot of information, you know, for all we know, he he could be dead right now, but we just wanted to come and do the right thing to let them know, you know, what was up. And I told them I was like, listen, I'm not a DJ, but I definitely know enough to like hit play. I know what a volume fader is, you know, I have tinkered around a CD collection. Like I know how to find what songs you may want, Um, you know, so I'd be more than willing to do what I can for you today, I'm assuming I would be better than nothing. It's either that or put on a radio and I don't know, a popular radio station on here, star 99.9, you know, like (laughs) put on FM radio or or have nothing. So um, they go, yeah, I mean, if there's no other choice, you know, whatever you can do, you know, please do it. So my dad and I showed up really extra early again, because we had no idea how to hook any of this crap up. And it pretty much was, like trial and error was like okay if this is a round hole and we see a round thing you stick it in and do you have sound if you don't put it in the next hole and if you don't and we just kept sticking things in holes and connectors and plugging it to power you know until stuff actually worked um and we we figured it out so my first event uh was a wedding after not being a dj literally thrown to the fire just to just do the right thing for these people and for, you know, my brother's, you know, reputation. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty to this day, probably one of the most stressful days, you know, of, of my life. Like now at that time, at the age, I thought of myself as a kid, but you know, I was a, a younger, you know, adult, like I understood what needed to be done. Um, so I just did what I could do. And and that was it, man. So that was like the roots of DJ Rachel, but wow. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to be a DJ, but here we are like almost 20 years later doing some pretty awesome things. So
0: that's crazy. Throwing right into it. And uh, yeah, like you said, 20 years later out here, still killing it, killing the game. I love that. Now talk to me. The yeah,
2: mo- it's wild.
0: Yes. Now talk to me the moment you realize you can turn this into a career. Like what was that moment? You know, what was that, that event, maybe even someone coming up to you and telling you like, yo, you really did an amazing job. You know, what was that moment where you realized like, this is, this is my, this can be my future right here.
2: So there's two things I have to address here. So I think I still need to kind of talk about the natural progression, how I went from like all chaos, pandemonium of like brother in the hospital doing a Uh wedding. And I shouldn't have been doing a wedding to how I got here.
0: Let's talk about it.
2: So after that, I realized I had a little bit more natural talent than I had thought. And, you know, everyone talks about their musical upbringing. I know I was a band geek. You know, I did marching band and concert band. I did tap dancing. I took piano Mm. for about 10 years. So, like, I got music. So, counting, music structure, phrasing, it was like ingrained in me since like a little kid. So, that was always very natural for me. But, um, So what happened was, so obviously my brother being 21, 22 at the time, you know, obviously he made a full recovery. So now little sister wanted to kind of hit up the the club and bar scene, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would go as the assistant. And honestly, it wasn't about the partying or drinking. Like that had nothing to do with it. I just wanted to be around the music, the energy, the vibe. Um, I wanted to be around him. You know what I mean? Just as my brother and stuff. So I obviously was getting into some of these pretty dope places, you know, as a person who shouldn't have really been there. And what happened was he'd go out for like a cigarette or something, be like, Hey, you see this song and this song, you see how this is 104 BPM, 104 BPM. When this says 30 seconds, I want you to hit that button. And he goes, I'll be back before the other song ends. So I was getting like these little mini micro lessons. Okay. And then like watching him, what he did, how it affected the people, you know, and that's how reading the crowd came and just it was just like this really natural organic progression. Um So then as he started getting events and he realized I learned a little bit more, he had extra gear and stuff. So he would pass me work if he was double booked or something. (laughs) So then I started doing my own actual events. Now, the crazy thing is, instead of them calling me back or him back, they were calling me back. So then that word of mouth thing started to happen. So then I started, hey, we saw you at this birthday party. You want to do this? And then so like I just built this business that like I never even tried to, it just happened so organically, man. Um, but I also want to say a lot of people don't realize this about me, but I still work uh, a full-time job because I choose to. So Mm -hmm. when you're like, you know, at what point did you realize this could be a career? Um, you know, a a long time ago, but I still choose, um, to do other things. I've been a Connecticut state EMT for about 20 years and I work for awesome. a corporate security company as a, a trainer. And that's where the online content kind of comes because I'm a, a natural born educator. So just everything just kind of married perfectly, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, absolutely. And speaking of online educator, online presence, I mean, that was my my main question to you. So how do you, I mean, How does a DJ, like, literally the way you're doing it, you know, take themselves, let's say, zero following and just literally brand themselves the way you do to a point where, like, literally you're recognizable on Facebook, YouTube, um, Mixcloud, I mean, all types of platforms. Like, how does a DJ just take themselves from, like, literally zero and just really brand themselves to literally be, you know, I, I, I view you as an online sensation. I know you like you you, you <laughs> don't, but like I look at all your posts, like even the engagement. I'm like, it, it's crazy. I love it. So how does, how does DJ do that?
2: <laughs> so. The there's going to be two two part answer to this. The first part answer is honestly, just make stuff without looking or thinking about numbers, right? You, you're not just going to start. I mean, I'm not, it's different now than when I started because of TikTok and Reels and, you know, things can go instantly viral. And there there is a potential for that. There's a lot of potential for that. But for your own, just like, motivation and mental wellness and stuff. You can't go into this, you know, posting something and, you know, if it only got 200 views, you know, you give up and you're like, oh, nobody gives a crap. And then, you know, you become unmotivated and you stop making content. Like this has been a rubber to the road grind. I'm going to say the online thing for probably about six years now. And now I'm just starting to see the fruits of my labor. You know, this wasn't an overnight you know, sensation kind of a thing. There were a lot of things that failed and didn't do well. There are a lot of things that I put a lot of effort into. And it's like, wow, like 20 people watch this or, you know, like you just, you got to keep grinding. You're not going to have instant overnight success. But I think the biggest thing for me is give without expecting anything in return, right? Like it started out with me doing, um, you know, a a gear review video. I bought this uh, magma dj xl backpack because i just had gotten a um denon mk2 controller and i wanted a backpack that i could just like rock into a club strapped to my back without a bunch of crap to carry and um i just did like a little facebook review on it like showing people the pockets and what i have in it and it like blew up and Mm. um idj now which is an online you know retailer they they saw like this review and they're like hey you know we thought you did a really good job you know would you be cool partnering with us you know if we send you things you know you do your review on it and then if you want to buy it you know we'll give it to you at like you know a 20 percent discount for like your effort And if you don't like it tell us or send it back or you know whatever like there's no expectation here and i'm like yeah sure why not so just by putting that little easter egg out there not expecting anything in return like i wasn't looking for free stuff i wasn't looking for um you know sponsorship like I literally just wanted to help people out like hey this is a dope bag check it out and just like giving without expecting good things happen from that and I don't know how else to like put it in into words but I just I just gave and gave and gave and then people were like wow like she she's pretty dope or she's really smart or she's really kind um the other part of the online content was uh honestly I'd be lying if I said that you know everything was rainbows and unicorns but there's there's a lot of mean people out there there's a lot of haters there's a lot of deniers nice. there's been a lot of really disrespectful people um that i've encountered and i got tired of explaining myself i got tired of trying to prove who i was so it's like yo i'm gonna strip back the curtain you can follow me all on my events you can follow me what i do either you love me or you hate me but i'm gonna show you i'm the one setting this up i'm the one rocking the decks i'm the yep. one i'm seeing this thing i'm the one like this hustle, this is me, you know, this isn't some facade. I don't have like some like phantom crew behind me making all the magic happen. Like, like this is me. And then if you still want to like, whatever, then that's on you. But, um, you know, it was to kind of combat the bullies. I got, I got tired of that. And I just wanted to like, you know, show people that I was competent and capable. You know, I don't really talk about this much and I don't, go into like the female DJ thing because DJs are DJs if you're dope you're dope if you work hard great things happen if people work hard but I will say in the beginning as a younger female I had to work really hard to prove that I was capable because there was a lot of doubt and stigma you know even something as simple like can you even lift your own stuff you know they didn't want someone who wasn't able you know to push things up ramps and stuff so that's why I worked really hard with the social media uh, content just to be like yo like I got this Like you're hiring a pro. Like I got this. Um. And again, here, here we are. So sorry, that was a long ramble. (laughs) No, no,
0: no, that's all good. And yeah, no, I mean, I got to give you your props because I now I got to let everybody know this. I sent you a message about wireless, a wireless microphone system and you came through and the reason why I felt comfortable asking you, because I've asked people on several platforms about gear and things they have purchased. And yeah, the remarks are just so nasty. And like, I feel like you take the ego, like you're like, I never met you in person, but I can just tell even like, it's so crazy. I mean, like, even like the way you post your videos, I could tell like, you're super humble. You're super, super chill. You're, you're giving information. out. there's no like, Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Like it's, it's none of that. And I feel like a lot of uh, DJs just have this like ego about them that, Oh, I'm a DJ. I, I I do this. I do that, and it's like, relax. We're we're all in a great space. Like we're getting to play music that we love. Like uh, I don't know. I mean, who could ask for a better job? So, no, I I really appreciate you, and you are definitely a, the real definition of a DJ. You know, definitely a real definition Thank you, man. Of a DJ.
2: I appreciate that. And then, um, you know, this I don't mean this to sound like egotistical at all, but you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Words of of Spider Man. And I know that I have now kind of a platform where I have like a lot of younger girls that, you know, I receive messages probably a couple times a month. And I'm not just talking from US. I'm talking, you know, literally globally of like, hey, you know, my dad told me to check you out or, you know, I found you doing this or that or whatever. And, you know, I want younger talent, you know, boys and girls, but, you know, especially younger girls to know like, hey, you can do this. You got this. You know, you can do it on your own. Um, and music is a very, you know, special connection. And mm-hmm. if you can get involved in that and, and find that joy to entertain and be there for like the best moments of people's lives, like, like do it, you know, and, and I'm aware that I have a little bit more visibility now. So I'm very mindful about, you know, what I put out there and I want people to be kind and helpful and genuine and, um, you know, just just work hard, you know, and that's that's what it's about. I'm a I'm going to be grassroots through and through. That's that's it. I do this because I want to not because I have to, you know, hence the full time job. Like every event I do is because I wanted to be there, not because I had to pay a cell phone bill, you know,
0: right. <laughs> no, so. and, that's a, and that's a beautiful thing too. you know, doing events that you want to do, not for the money grab or the money bag or, you know, that that's I love that. And speaking. Yeah,
2: of- absolutely.
0: Yeah, and speaking on education, talk to me about the DJ Expo. I saw that you led a uh, female-led uh panel, and talk, to, to, you know, talk to me about that. How was that experience, and how did that come about?
2: Wow, wow. So you do follow me closely, man. Like yeah, I, appreciate I'm serious. That.
0: Like... I, I, I really love what you're doing, and I, I feel like the, you know, unfortunately. You know, I was naive when I when I, I started DJing in 2007, and I thought like the DJ everybody's nice and friendly, and and that's just the type of person I am. And yeah, man, I, I got a, like a rude awakening, and even being in some of those groups, like no, it's not like that.
2: <laughs> no, it, it's 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 not. Um, but you know what though, I'm a big believer in the ripple effect and what you put out, and just hopefully people like us, we we, we can we can shift that you know and having these great conversations and sharing your platform or me on your platform me sharing you on my platform and just like getting that message out like listen we don't have to be competition there's enough Absolutely. work for everybody right there, there's enough work for everybody um so the expo so um part of my ignorance but have you have you been
0: no before? that last oh, this dude. past year yeah i know i know i'm slipping every every time i'm i'm not like DJing every single day but like typically like, yeah, I don't know. My schedule is crazy. And then I w- was working in radio at the time, for, like for years. So it's like, I could never get the time off to go, but next year, I don't care what's going on. I will be present. Like I will be present. You have
2: to man, you got to make time to set some time to develop yourself and even just networking opportunities. I mean, the expo or really any of these conferences they're what you make of it, right? If you just want to go and get drunk and party, and or just gamble like you can, you know, if you want to attend every seminar and be a, an absolute like bookworm, you can do that. You know, if you want to make it about the people or the food or the education, it's it's you're only going to get out as much as you put in. you know, 110 percent with any of these things. So but I definitely recommend finding um, at least one conference a year to make it to. I've been to them like pretty much all over. The country. I went out to. Um, it used to be called Mobile Beat, okay. which is it's out really in Vegas. Fine. Now, yeah. now it's called um, Mex because they combined um, DJ and photo booth. Okay. Ooh. They kind of rebranded the show, so that that's yeah. a dope show. Um, DJ Expo is one of the biggest ones in the country, so definitely make that a priority. Um, there's Marquee Show out in Chicago. There's a the DJ Collective that bouncer. I mean, there's so many opportunities to. to um, to do this. So make some time to, uh, to invest in yourself and your first slice will be on me. Well, if we, we, we link up, I got your, I got your first slice.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. So,
2: (laughs) so, um, so it's crazy. So the last expo, I honestly, I just wanted to go and just chill. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to present one year I did. Um, I was a keynote speaker with Nick Spinelli. We did a thing on social media marketing. Um, Sometimes I help like vendors work booths, you know, or whatever. I just wanted to go and just be with the people and chill, but it didn't turn out that way because I had people kind of call me like, Hey, you want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do this? And one of those was that um all female um, panel that um was a tremendous experience. Now I did give the show um a little feedback on that and I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it real here. Um, I, They're kind yeah. of revisiting the, the format here but i didn't really like the fact that it was a segregated space right we actually had a lot of men showing up at the door that wanted to be a part of the conversation they wanted to be a part of the environment even if they just sat in the back of the room kind of like a fly on the wall just like absorbing the conversation um they showed up to support and they were they were turned away at the door mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't like that um You know, if we're trying to make it about community and a shared experience and break down those walls of gender and bias and at the end of the day, dope DJs are dope DJs. um, I didn't feel that that was the best way to to communicate that. So we had great conversations on the inside and their explanation to me was they wanted to make it a welcoming, safe space for women to say what they wanted to say. But my opinion was like, I, I get that, but if you're at a, a national conference and people want to participate, um, you don't want to create echo chambers. I don't need to hear other females about how hard it is. I know how hard it is. I live it yes. every weekend. You know, I want people to to hear what we go through and hear how they can support and how we can be just, again, kinder, better community. So, um, so that's my honest answer. So I, I was tremendously flattered to have been a part of it. Um, I just hope next year they revisit it and we can kind of come together again as a a community rather than a segregated space.
0: Mm, Definitely. Okay. Yeah. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you wanna learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to YouTube channel right now. You're a virtual DJ user. Now what's your your beef with Serato? Like I I need to know this. (laughs) Honestly, the users <laughs> so is, I don't is it kind of like the Mac in, uh, you know, the Windows PC thing, you know, how people will say, oh, my Mac is so much better than my my Windows laptop when it's like, I don't know, to me, I mean, I use both. I think it's just more of a preference. I'm not I will never sit here and say, oh, yeah, MacBook's totally better. I I don't oh man, I've that. gotten so <laughs> much
2: crap over my career for using virtual DJ. Um, I've even literally lost like club and bar gigs because yeah. it didn't fit the brand. And um, it's, it's all good, man. Um, I will say I feel that the, the playing field is a lot more leveled out now virtual DJ did need some work. You know, it was really ugly. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Um, Their marketing was pretty poor, but to date, you will not find a more feature packed innovative software. They're always first to the game and they always will be because they spend their money on development rather than marketing and being the cool kids at the lunch table. And I'm okay with that. Um, I feel like now though, most software is at a point where, like you said, it's a preference, man. Play is play, cue is Q, Hot cues are hot cues. You know, loops are loops. Now everything has stems. Like they finally caught up with nope. the stems. <laughs> you know, so th- things are. Um, it's a level playing field now. So just pick your weapon of choice, man. Because at the end of the day, software doesn't make dope dance floors. Dope DJs make dope dance floors you know so honestly i'm at a point in my career i'm done justifying myself and arguing i have so many other (laughs) more important things to do like if you want to hate on virtual then go ahead but i'm going to show up on saturday collect my paycheck rock my floor and (laughs) keep it moving you know um so i don't know honestly that's i feel like it's a level level playing field now so if anybody new coming in was like yo you know what what do i do i'm going to say listen they both offer light free versions go home and check them out you know like find out for yourself
0: see which which one you like better no absolutely right (laughs) absolutely and i see you mixing it up weekly dash radio i I love that now dude
2: i'm so impressed you've done your homework (laughs) i'm so impressed by you thank you
0: so much who wouldn't Honestly, even if I wasn't interviewing you, you're like you're the perfect person to like say if someone's like, "Yo, I I really need to like level up, get better." Yo, like they need to tune into you because you're honestly you're you're doing it all. Like I I feel like you should come out with an ebook. Like seriously, like steps to <laughs> show people how to level up DJing. Like seriously, <laughs> seriously. And
2: dude, so another thing I will say about this is I I can't share my my screen on my phone, but. Dude, the time, if I showed you my phone usage, you know how, like, I don't know if you have iPhone or not, but they give you, like, how long you're on your apps and how many messages you receive. Dude, I'm embarrassed um, to to give you those numbers. Like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, like, live, breathe, and die by this. So, um, (laughs) like, it's... It's embarrassing. Like my average number hours of on my phone of between like working emails, making videos, everything is like between like twelve and fifteen hours a day. And if you don't believe me, I will send you screenshots. No, like, no,
0: no, I, I believe you. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm all the videos. Like I, I actually like like I follow your page, but yeah, I get your posts. Like they pop up. I, I, am I'm, I'm paying attention, so I know you're. I'm I like see that. And even like when we're, when I had, we had, you know, messaged, I'm like, when you said work, I'm like, are you working in radio? Are you working like a full-time? Like, how the hell do you have time? I was thinking to myself, like, is this like a regular like full-time nine to five job, 40 hours a week? Like, how's like, you're doing it all. Like, do you sleep?
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. I don't. I don't no It's, it's that, like I said, team no sleep here, but I love it. And, um, you know the, the, that cliche saying. You know, it's not work if you love what you're doing. I yes. don't agree with that. There's a whole lot of work that goes into it, but when it's passion, it's time that you don't mind spending. You know, um, or what is it? If you love your job, you never work a day in your life. I call shenanigans. There's a lot of work that goes on here, and I love what I love what I do. So you don't mind doing that. Um, like that electro voice video on the everse I just did that was that was twenty two hours of recording and editing ah. and researching <laughs> um, okay. going back and forth with the manufacturer you know because I had questions and I feel again a responsibility that if I'm gonna ask people to watch it's got to be accurate you know I, I have to know what I'm talking about um so so yeah people you know they see a you know fifteen minute video and think, all right maybe you took an hour like no that's that's like four days worth of Hmm. of things you know um there's a lot of time that goes into it so yeah
0: gotta gotta love it gotta love it yeah so talk to me about this location 191 and ucello street Hartford, connecticut
2: oh um the russian lady
0: yes yes talk to me about (laughs) that venue
2: all right, so number one, I have to tell you, I am not the Russian lady. Okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times people thought that that was like a nickname for, for myself. You. Like, yeah, come down and come down to the Russian lady. Like, no, that is the name of the venue. It's called the Russian lady. I am not the Russian lady. Um, they are now calling themselves, I believe, the Ukrainian lady. They put okay. like a banner up over it just, you know, because of everything that's that's going on with that. Um, dude, I've been DJing at this nightclub. It's a three store. Actually, they had two of them. They have two in the state of Connecticut. Um, one has changed ownership and names. I'm still in the OG one in Hartford, Connecticut. It's three floors. So three different DJs and they have a rooftop, which is super dope in the summer. Um, it's one of the last kind of standalone standing nightclubs. A lot of it's a lot of nightlife is dried up in uh, Connecticut, man. Mm
1: -hmm. And there
2: is some premium spots and we got casinos out here. We got Mohegan Sun and uh, Foxwoods, which are like huge, um, huge casinos and a lot of great nightlife inside there. But now a lot of nightlife is just kind of bars that turn, you know, move tables off the floor, you know, and have a DJ come in. They're not like that traditional nightlife nightclub you know, feel that we're used to from like the early 2000s and stuff. Um, and I've been DJing for them for almost a decade now. Ooh. And that makes me feel hella old. <laughs> <laughs> and every year, everyone looks younger and younger and I'm just getting older and chubbier and older and older. Oh um, yeah. I'm now the person that's watching the girls in the UGG boots with the skirts on the outside judging them. When <laughs> I used right? to be the girl in the UGG boots, with the mini skirt on, trying to bother the DJ <laughs> to hold my jacket, I was one of those. <laughs> and then I just became the DJ. So mm. <laughs> um, it's 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 a dope it's a dope venue, college crowd, um, and they try to keep the bottom floor, which is my floor. Um, it's like the pregame floor. People come in there, they get the wristbands, all you can drink. It's very open mm-hmm. format. You know, you could do anything from alternative rock to Britney Speed, like whatever you want then they have like a lounge that's kind of more of like a house vibe and then the club is just like just all out you know hip-hop you know club music um so they give everybody a little something and i think that's that's dope so yeah it's it's a it's a cool spot
0: that's dope and speaking about a little something talking about open format dj talk to me about the benefits of being an open format dj
2: Oh, man. So it opens up so many more doors. And I've just done so many cool things by being able to play um, a little bit of everything. Now, I will admit, you know, I have really respect um, these secular format DJs that like, you know, they know Chicago House, you know, like their own, you know, um social sort of security number you know what i mean they know it front backwards inside and out kind of a thing so there's something to be said for being a master of your craft with that when you have like a secular genre if you're a tech house dj or this or that but um you know if you unless you kind of find that one in a million niche where you could really make a killing with that if you want to be where the money's at man you got to be flexible with with your music now could i do eight hours of freestyle, probably not, but I could definitely drop a three to four hour bang instead of a freestyle if I had to, you know, but, um, You know, I have an inquiry for a Britney Spears-themed birthday party. I'm going to rock the crap out of that. (laughs) You know, I just did uh, an 80s party, you know, the other day. So I did, Um, you know, a four-hour set of 80s. I actually posted the mixes on my Cloud if anybody wants to check those out. So being able to bounce around like that, it just gives you so many more opportunities to, to make money and connections. Otherwise, you kind of pigeonhole yourself, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're good enough to make a killing. In that arena, but the odds of of making it big being uh like kind of a one style, you know, DJ, you're you're kind of limiting your your options and opportunity there. So, uh, open format, being able to play a little a little bit of everything really well, in my opinion, is what everyone should strive to strive to be able to do. So,
0: absolutely, it's, it's golden. I think I think it's key to to elevating you know DJing.
2: And there's so much great music out there. Like, I don't know how you could right. not be open format, to be honest with you. Right. You know, like, there's just so much good stuff out there. Um, Yeah. I mean, even being able to do that, I mean, I was able to open for George Clinton in Parliament, Funkadelic, um, Gloria Gaynor, so disco, funk. Like, you know, imagine if I just was, you know, like a, a dubstep DJ or something, right. like, I, I, I would have missed out on that, you know? So, And I think it's important on social media to really showcase that. And that's why I think Mix cloud and things like that are so important. I have 90s mixes, 80s mixes. I have EDM mixes. I got mixes of my weddings. I want people to know that I'm versatile. So, like, if you book me, I'll be able to do what, what you need, you know. So very important with that.
0: Absolutely. Let's play a quick game called This or That. DJ Rachel, oh, D, God. are you ready to play?
2: I'm ready. Let's do this.
0: All right. You got to give up pizza for life or give up DJing for life. Which one are you choosing?
2: Oh, (laughs) come on, man. All right. So just out of survival, I'm going to have to give up DJing because I'm the worst cook in America. And if I didn't have pizza, I'd probably be dead.
0: It's over for you.
2: (laughs) I'm not joking. When we're Uh off the phone, I'm calling my my spot. I'm going to pick up a large. And that's gonna feed me for the next three days.
0: Oh, she's not joking, ladies and gents. I'm not, I'm not joking.
2: Um, yeah, I'm I'm going, I'm going with pizza. Right,
0: pizza <laughs> it is. Halloween or Valentine's Day?
2: Oh my god, Halloween.
0: Mm, okay. you saw my
2: last post where I posted my my room changeover from Halloween to Christmas? Go check that out. I am like all out. out Halloween. All I right. am all out Halloween.
0: Okay nightlife djing or wedding djing
2: hmm, interesting question i'm going with weddings okay i'm going with weddings
0: all right so if the music guys could get rid of one song vanilla ice 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 baby or tone Loke, wild thing which one we, which one are we getting wild re- thing Okay. Wild
2: thing. Okay. <laughs> those are oddly, those are oddly specific. Why those two songs?
0: <laughs> I actually like like those two songs, and typically, sometimes I'll play them like back to back. And I feel like those two songs, like I, I don't know, I don't for certain like groups and crowds. I feel like I will always play those two songs. Like I just always will.
2: Dude, I got um a hot mashup of Uptown Funk into Ice Ice Baby when it okay. goes don't believe me just watch and then it's like and then it goes right into all right stop and I just like they, it is perfect I'm telling you it pops off every time um, on that. the dance floor okay. yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get rid of tone lock because I gotta I, that's a hot mix that's a <laughs> yeah, fire mix and I, I'm not I can't give that one up so
0: and <laughs> hey, I think that's a good choice <laughs> <laughs> all right DJ Rachel Lynch that was the game this or that see it wasn't wasn't that bad
2: no, except the pizza question, man. That that one was that was that was hard.
0: I knew that was going to be tough. I mean, you're, <laughs> every I see you all the time, pizza, 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 pizza. I'm like, you got to be like yeah, a, I'd be, an ambassador, I'd be or something. seriously.
2: I'd be dead without it. I mean, it's probably going to kill me in the long run because you know carbohydrates and cholesterol you know. and you know. But I'm um, the worst cook in America. Yeah. Can't, hand <laughs> to God.
0: Oh, so. that's not good. As us as <laughs> DJs, we got to eat healthy. Our, our health is everything, you know, for us to stay out there longer, keep doing our thing, stay on our feet. We got to, you know, get the right nutrition. So we got to eat better. It is.
2: Listen, I drink water and lift All with right. my knees. That's a and good. I take a multivitamin <laughs> every day. That's about the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't smoke. That's about the best as you're going to get from
0: me. All right. No, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. Where do you see yourself in the next five years, you know? Where do you see the vision going?
2: That's an interesting question because I get asked that all the time, but because I've always really just been kind of a go with the flow. um, I'm just seizing any opportunity that dropped at my feet. I just, I say yes. And that's also been kind of another like secret sauce of mine. You got to stop, you know, with the fear and the self-doubt. Like if someone comes with you with something and you have an opportunity, just take it just just mm. say yes so um I guess a goal of mine is I would love to be on Pitbull's globalization I know that's kind of like nice. lame but no. uh, I uh. would I, w- I would love to add that to like my mix show repertoire so I guess that's a goal but in five years I don't know hopefully alive um like still working you know um I don't know I just I don't have like an end an end game. I'm just literally taking life as it comes, any opportunities that come in, and if business grows, great. Um if people stop liking DJ Rachel, okay, I'll figure something else out. Like, I don't know. I I don't have a, an articulate vision to like to give you, I guess.
0: Okay. No, that's understandable. Taking every day, at, you know, day by day. So
2: That is it, man. Um with some of the things, you know, we I've been through and things like that, that that's all you can do. That's all you can do in life nowadays. So um, just one day at a time, one opportunity at a time, and just appreciate everything that uh, God in life puts in front of you, man. So that's how I roll.
0: And one thing you said earlier in the interview that that stuck out to me. So you said, you you know, like DJing kind of like just like fell into your lap. You know, you, you never really planned on being a DJ. You know, it just, it just happened. So if you weren't a DJ, what would you be doing?
2: Wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I'd probably be a lot unhappier. You know, I do yeah. think that there's, you know, I'm not trying to take this all weird and like spiritual or anything, but you know, I do feel that things happen for, for a reason. And I feel like I, I was meant to do this, regardless of how it started. Like there, there's a reason why that happened. And I, I who am I to question it? You know, I have a lot of other hobbies and stuff. Like I love cars. I go to car shows all the time. I'm a good painter. I like painting, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe children, you know. Uh, I, I, have, I have no idea, you know, what my life would look like if I wasn't a DJ. But I'm not going to question destiny, man. Like I'm here doing no. this. Because somebody wanted me to like, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, here, here we are, man. I don't know. It just, it's, it's too, it's too great to ignore. Mm. You know, I don't, this isn't an accident to me. Us connecting isn't an accident, you know, like things happen, Absolutely. people come into your life for a reason. Again, I'm not trying to get all like heavy and weird with this conversation, but um, this was, this was supposed to happen, I guess. So again, I don't have, I don't have an articulate answer or a plan.
0: (laughs) Now is DJing therapeutic for you? You No, is there, do you find therapy in DJing?
2: Oh yes. You have, you have no idea. So my day job, right. I'm my day job is grounded in security and emergencies, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll teach an active shooter class on a Wednesday afternoon talking about you know what to do if somebody's coming in a room trying to kill you literally and then on Saturday I'm watching you know the most beautiful moment between a couple or a special moment with a bride and her father or whatever it is and it's it's a it's a good yin and yang I need to see good in people because my Monday through Friday is filled with serious topics and badness And what to do when people are evil and like bad things. So, um, it, it keeps my faith in humanity, Mm. so to speak. Um, yes, no, it's, it's very therapeutic. Now I'm not going to say it's not stressful, you know, like weddings are stressful. There's a ton of responsibility with that. (laughs) There's a ton of planning, um, and it's, it's a great responsibility. So I get stressed out. Like I'd be lying if I tell you I wasn't. So at, during the event, is it like therapy per se? No, you know, cause I'm, I'm in work mode, but when you come home the next day and you're watching either the gig log footage you took or the pictures, or you get like the couple that says, Hey man, I just want to let you know, thank you for rocking our dance floor. And you were the best decision we made that day. Like what that does for the soul I can't even tell you. And some of these clients are my friends. Like we still keep in touch. So they've benefited in my life that way. Like they're just really great people. So DJing has just brought so much joy. Um. So the short answer is yes. And you just got the long answer. <laughs>
0: why? No, no. Awesome. Awesome. So after a challenging gig or just a, a weekend of, of DJing, you know, how do you decompress? How do you, how do you relax? How do you, move forward to the next event you know what goes into that
2: um i don't get to do that much to be honest with you man because if it's not one thing it's another but Mm. for some of my like pastimes, i guess to just kind of clear the air clear the palette um like i said i enjoy painting um i love roller coasters so i will hit up theme parks like a fiend whenever whenever i can I take my Subi out for a cruise, and I just listen to music I want to listen to, which I don't really get to do all that much. So, like, my car is, like, my sacred space. I am turning it up. I have a ridiculous <laughs> stereo in every one of my vehicles, um, except this one. This is my work truck, huh. um, my D- my DJ vehicle. Believe it or not, you'd think that I'd have a great stereo in here, but it's just a pickup, so there's no really room for it. But, um, no, just vibing out. I will drive an hour listening to music and just go grab a slice of, you know, my favorite, favorite pie. And I will sit in a parking lot and I'll just sit on the sidewalk and eat it, man. You just find these little moments to give to yourself, you know. But I honestly, I'm embarrassed to say this. I haven't had a legitimate vacation in probably a decade. And I'm not even joking about that. And wow. come 2023, that's, that's changing. I, I had like a moment this year. I was like, you know what? just how you said you have to block out a moment for the expo. Like, like I need a vacation, not like a weekend trip or a long weekend. Like I need to just be out.
0: Yeah. Live life. (laughs) live. (laughs) Yes.
2: yes, It is time to live life. I need, I need a vacation and I think I've earned it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And you you know, you always got to take those vacations. You got to, you know, get refreshed, take some time away, let the brain relax a little bit, you know? very important
2: it's hard man to block because when you block off weekends you tell yourself you know like if somebody and then you kick yourself so if if you block off a two-week period or week period and then someone calls like hey we're getting married on this date and you're like yeah "Yeah, i'm 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 going to hawaii but you know i could have made x amount you know like it it hurts (laughs) and when you when you get when you get in that grind it's hard to separate that but you have to because if you aren't at your best, you can't be at your best for them. And if you're grumpy and you're burnt out, you know, I promised myself I would not do this anymore if I ever, you know, was getting ready for a gig and was like, wow, like, I I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. It's time to hang it up. It's, it's time to hang it up. So that's why I don't do it full time, because I know if I had to do it, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, so right now I take as much or as little work as I need, and it keeps me, it keeps me fresh. Um, and happy. And I turned down a lot of work sometimes. Like, I, I don't know if it's like a stereotype, but I get contacted a lot for like children's and youth events. Okay. And that's not, that's not my passion. That is not my niche. I don't want to DJ a six-year-old's, you know, Paw Patrol party. If six-year-olds are even watching Paw Patrol, probably not. I don't know. I don't know nothing about like kids, but um, that's just not my niche. So like I pass it off to other colleagues that I know that are passionate and can do a hundred times better job than I can. Now, could I show up with kids bop and just let it play and collect a paycheck? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but so that's the, so that's what I'm saying. Like if my heart's not in it, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, so my cutoff is like prom sweet 16s, quinceaneras mm-hmm. and up, I'll do that. But you know, I don't, I'm not bringing out you know, like my dope JMAZ movers and Ape labs uplights for a, a three-year-old
0: you know, Cinderella party. It's just, yeah. it's not, <laughs> it's no, not my,
2: it's not my that. thing. It's
0: not my thing. I respect that. I mean, sometimes you got to turn it down. You know, you can't every, you know, all gigs are not great gigs and, you know, all money is not great money too, as well. You know, everything is. Absolutely. I have
2: learned that over the years. Not all money is good money. That is nice. probably one of, you know, you need to put that, if you do any quotes or text in these, you need to put that like in a quote right there. I think oh, that's sure. a, like, like a huge takeaway, man. Not all money is good money. Um, And that comes with, you know, staying in your lane, knowing what you want to do, what you're good at. Um, And I'm not saying don't hustle, you know, branch out and try new things. But like, I know deep in my heart, my passion is not kids events. So I'm just- yep. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that work. Now I've done a solid for a friend or two. Don't get me wrong, but as much as the inquiries come in, I definitely give a lot of workout. That is, that is for sure.
0: Much respected. Now, how can people find you? How can they stay up to date with DJ Rachel Lynch? How can they find you?
2: Oh my God. Everywhere, man. Um, So pretty much everything is literally at DJ Rachel Lynch. That's my IG handle. Same thing on um, Mixcloud, YouTube at DJ Rachel Lynch. So if you go to my IG, I have a link tree that literally links you to all of my stuff. Like I am everywhere, as you know. So just at DJ Rachel Lynch. Um, If you want to email me, anybody wants to chat, talk gear, talk shop whatever it's um Rachel at me.com i always answer right i get back to people yeah so if you want to get a hold of me just hit me up anytime
0: ladies and gentlemen there you have it another episode of we create the vibes podcast today's special guest was dj rachel lynch ladies and gentlemen she gave you links on how to stay connected with her and again ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in
1: Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're
0: the filet fish Sandwich all day.